Hello, welcome to Aero Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again on the Aero Bandwidth Podcast, North America Edition. I'm your host, David Potter. Today I have the pleasure of sitting with David Fern from our UK office and Sammy Terho, my counterpart in our IoT practice. Gentlemen? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where, when, and how you're listening. Isn't that a Truman Show reference? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'll say good afternoon because right now it is afternoon where we are. Yeah, That's lovely, fair enough. Lovely Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So, so the theme we're going to talk about today is IoT, and yep. we'll kind of ramble around a little bit. Um, so it's on everybody's mind. I think it's the cool buzzword du jour. The three of us actually represent our global practices team, right? So yes. Sammy's got the IoT segment. David has data intelligence, and I have the you know, advanced infrastructure. Call it you know security, infrastructure, networking, the stuff that actually powers the things that we. It doesn't knit everything together for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So what we're being tasked to do as an organization, the three of us, and Arrow overall, and then the partners that we're talking to is IoT's out there, but it's not just sensors, it's not just analytics, it's not just stuff. So, you know, Sammy, you come to us with extensive experience from that. So. This from the partner community, what are they asking you and, and what should they be looking for? Sure. Uh, the first question is, can you define IoT? I was going to say, let's get right. because yeah. I think one of the things that always happens with these sorts of technologies, AI is a cracking one, but IoT very much so is they change over time. As mm-hmm. people better understand them, IoT goes from the catch-all to the sort of, the, the top of the tree and then breaks into those subdivisions of everything and then yep. under that they've got subdivisions and subdivisions. So True. So IoT as an acronym means Internet of Things which which implies that we want to connect more and more things. Yep. Great. But why? Right? That's the, that's a million dollar that's question. A, that's a good question. Right. So the value of IoT isn't necessarily what devices do we connect. The value of IoT is what do we do with the data that we extract from all these devices? So as a enterprise or a city or whoever else look at these these um, uh, these solutions and these implementations, they don't talk about what they can connect. As an industry, we're very good at talking about the hardware and what the cool gadgets and if it's a phone or if it's a camera. At the end of the day, the customer doesn't care. What mm-hmm. they care about is what can I do? learn from this what can i do with this data mm-hmm. so how is that going to help me make business decisions how can this help my citizen in a city and everything below that that's where we come in and that's where it gets complicated all the technology but yeah. to to you know be clear uh everybody's everybody's definition of iot is a little different mm-hmm. the way i define it is is that it is connecting a, a lot of a lot of things to collect data that's what the purpose of the, all those sensors and all those cameras you pull that data into a data analytics tool of some sort that then spits out some sort of intelligence. If you can use that intelligence well, you might have a good, you know, a good business outcome. Uh, if the solution starts with just cool gadgets, it typically becomes a pet project for the IT department because they think it's cool. Yeah. But it doesn't connect back to the business. Right. So you know, IoT as an acronym isn't very good. No, and actually, it's there to 
collect more data. It is about collecting collect more data. more data from more disparate locations than, than we previously could do. But I think you're absolutely right. I think this is one of the areas which is often forgotten is that collecting data is only useful if you're doing something with the data. Correct. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's been quite forgotten. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of IoT demonstrations where someone goes, look, I've got a temperature sensor over there. And I'm like, oh, cool. What are you inferring from that? Well, I've just got the temperature graphed over time on this screen here. And I'm like, that existed a long time ago and it cost about 89p on Amazon. It's called a thermometer. <laughs> right? right. Don't but show I put me it on that. the internet. It's cool. It yeah, it, exactly. But people are like, oh, I've sent it. Literally, it's going all the way around the earth. And I'm like, great. But that's a pet project. That's a waste of time. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a waste of time. But if you're into pet projects, if you're into cool gadgets, you know, cool. Yeah, go and buy uh, yourself an Arduino starter kit. Right. right? No, you're true. But, you know, <laughs> the, I have a couple. The, <laughs> the trick is integration. Right. Can right. I integrate this data into something useful? And, and you know, I, I can talk about my house. I, my house is an intelligent house. I've, I've connected everything. I can control uh-huh. my locks and I have security cameras and I can turn my lights on and off. The challenge is that it sits on four different platforms. Yes, I'm, right. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. And then how do I now integrate in one interface? And if you're not, uh, I'm going to call it a, you know, app developer but at least very versed, technically minded. you're technically versed right you're gonna get stuck with four platforms yep. yeah uh, so that you know is a good example of the issues that a company has is that when they run these different projects they don't plan for how do i you know i say this generally right sure. but if you look at failed iot projects versus successful iot projects the failed one is the ones that they start all these different projects and don't think of how do i you know connect it all into one intelligence yeah. There's only so far that IFTTT can go. Right. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I right. think, so it probably comes back to the whole, what's the outcome you're looking for? Yes. Because otherwise, you're exactly right. So, you know, you think about pseudo IoT, right? You know, you've got connected doors and they're like, they, we're all wearing one of our, our security badges, right? Historically, typically, the facilities manager gets a PC that actually just plugs into the network and then all these things connect to it. Okay, so you've got pseudo smart devices. I guess it's technically IoT, but to your oh, point, it is technically it's IoT. not being managed. And where, where's that data no. going? And what are you doing with it? Right? No. You and could actually think about correlating some of that data and making more useful decisions off it. Hey, you know, David Fern comes in the office every day between seven forty-five and eight p.m. or yep. eight a.m. rather. We should be seeing a login for that. Yeah. So I think you know the outcome is such a driver for any quote unquote IoT platform. Right. And now you're talking about another old technology. That's totally. not new. Right? No, no, absolutely, it, it's not. But, but but what you can, if and that's where IT comes in, that you make it intelligent, you make it a part of it of a bigger picture. Right. Uh, you know, another example is is as, as IT because we all come from IT, right? Mm-hmm. And and you go and talk to manufacturers and mm-hmm. you say, hey, I can automate your processes, <laughs> and they look at you like, duh, right? <laughs> <laughs> They've done that forever, mm-hmm. uh, and that's operational technology mm-hmm. versus you know IT, right? Right. Uh, but the opportunity is to bridge between the two, right? Because in in, uh, in the operational technology, there's a lot of proprietary systems, a lot of proprietary hardware, a lot of proprietary software and systems. Mm-hmm. And if we can find a way to integrate that and make that a full stack, and now we're speaking IT lingo again, but That's but fine. you know again, bringing it all the way up, you know the 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 solution stack into that data intelligence, so they're not disparate systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have an IT project. Well, I mean, going back to my rather ranty rant a minute ago, 
about. I got a soapbox. That's fine. I'm 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 going to step down off it now because I'm going to say, <laughs> if that same person turns around and goes, I've got a temperature sensor over there, I'm graphing the time. I'm graphing the temperature over time, but I'm using that information to then perform an action that turns. So we were um, so in in London in our London office, we were looking at how we could make the office intelligent as a bit of an example in the early days, about two years ago. In, in how we can actually make the office intelligent and become our own sort of showcase of IoT. And we were like, well, what we could do is we could put a temperature sensor in the room and then, because we have a real problem in, in our London office with thermal heating, we, mm-hmm. we're literally, at one point for about three hours, we just get absolutely blasted by the sun. Um, but obviously the heating system doesn't really compensate for that. So how could we essentially predict that that was gonna happen double check it with the temperature sensor mm-hmm. and close the blinds and open the blinds and activate the AC to essentially help us to take advantage of the fact that we know the sun's going to come round mm-hmm. and either turn the AC up in advantage in, in advance or turn it down so that we could essentially become a much more intelligent house. That would be a really good use, right? Yeah. But I think the biggest problem we have today is to do that, it is an incredibly loosely coupled stack of stuff. Yep. It comes back to your integration thing. It's not there at the moment at all. Sammy's got the look on his face. So I think I'm going to give him the soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go ahead. Well, it, it is there. Uh, but it's, and this is where, uh, you know, the audience of partners starts to get nervous because it is there, but how? And what do I need to do to get there? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, you know, am I, it's everybody else running towards that and I'm behind, right? Uh, and it is complex. Let's be honest. Yeah. It is complex. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and even within the IT world, and we, we talked about, the building, the house, or, or, or in this case, the office, even those, a lot of those systems are proprietary. At mm-hmm. least it's one platform that can do a few things, but not all of it. Um, and uh, and the, the opportunity for any partner isn't necessarily to say, hey, I, I want to learn and do everything. Because quite frankly, no one can do everything. Mm-hmm. But what am I really good at? Mm-hmm. And how can I add value into this, this entire you know, uh, ecosystem? Uh, traditional, at least again, coming back to IT, it, it was very linear in terms of channel model. Mm-hmm. Right? You had a manufacturer, you know, a server, whatever. Uh, you had a distributor, you have a partner and a customer, very, very linear. In the IoT world, it's a more of a ecosystem mm-hmm. where, you know, you one day you may be competing with a partner and the next day maybe you'll be collaborating with a partner or even a manufacturer. It's very different in every single case. And that's you know, where people start talking about these aggregation model, aggregation programs, mm-hmm. uh, where partners cooperate with other partners to be successful in a, in a, in a sale and an implementation. So what is, uh, we're a distributor, right? Do we have an aggregation program? Well, I want to change that. I, I don't use the D word anymore. No, I, I, hate, <laughs> I, hate, the, I hate the D word. <laughs> I lay that up. I lay that up. Uh, I lay we're, that we're, up. we're a technology partner, right. right? And that's yeah. one of my yeah. big things. What aggregation means in for most in the industry and I look at you know most of the manufacturers you can look at Microsoft you can look at Intel you can look at Cisco name them all everybody has this challenge because they they have the same problem as the partners they don't deliver everything that goes into that solution right. they deliver no. part of it so they then talk about hey let's create this aggregation program where different partners can collaborate with other partners and typically what it is it's it's a portal with mm-hmm. uh, you know names of partners that have been vetted or certified and then um then the supplier says that or vendor says that, hey, if you need help with X, Y, Z, then call this guy. Mm-hmm. And that works for a lot, but there are some partners that feel very uncomfortable with this because now you have to create 
you know, financial agreements with someone else and, and uh, you know, there are SLAs and trust and it, mm-hmm. this takes time, right? Yep. So we're looking at it from a different perspective and say, hey, could we, could we take these partner services and bring them on board and mm-hmm. have them as a part of our offer as a white label? So that partner one, who is the prime selling to the customer mm-hmm. at the end of the day, who is mm-hmm. lacking some of the you know capacities or competencies, we want to act as their uh, their general contractor. Like gotcha. when you're building a house, you need an electrician, you need a plumber, right? Yeah. Yep. So we can find those services on behalf of partner one, yep. right? And we can put that into this solution. So it's not just the hardware and software, also the services. And that's near and dear to my heart, right? I mean, we did this in the ECS business on our professional services, right? We had large integration partners that didn't have capacity to right. do firewall installations, et cetera. So we actually did the exact model you're looking for. So I mean, I it's, been, it's been a proven thing. Yeah. Is that, that's so what we're building upon. I, right? have a, I have a two-part question. Sure. So part one is for these partners that are getting into this space, where are their opportunities? You know, what, what verticals or what specific use cases are we seeing the most of? Because I think, like, again, IoT is this super nebulous. doesn't really – it's so damn big it doesn't really mean anything. So part one – what is the opportunity? And then I'll, I'll, I'll go part two after that. All right. So great question. So again, the, there isn't one IoT solution that fits everybody, right? So it's highly verticalized. It highly, you know, specialized into specific use cases. So the solution that goes into a brewery doesn't look anywhere near the solution that goes into a city or mm-hmm. into a, 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 you know, a, a rental car company that wants to manage their fleet better, right? So right. every... Every one of these look very different. And mm-hmm. I, my answer to that is that because I looked at it the other day and, and all of these different verticals are in the Bs, right? So we're talking billions and billions. And if you're starting with this, then everything is big, right? right. You know, if you're, you're nowhere, then, you know, next year, yeah. you know, a million is going to be more than right. nothing, right? Yeah. So I would rather look at who are my customers. Mm-hmm. Right? Instead of going and branching out to a, a different industry, I look at my – I'm selling a lot to schools, for instance. But mm-hmm. I'm selling – you know, the usual PCs and, you know, firewalls, office, route switch, right, route yeah. switch infrastructure that you now can expand within your customer base because you have the relationships. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, people want to buy from people they trust. Mm-hmm. You can now sell new things to these customers, right? And that's where we want to come and help, right? Because we don't have those end user relationships, nor do we have the interest in, in you know, going and selling direct, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have the know-how. And we know, yeah. you know, how industries work. So, you know, I, I would start there and say, okay, wh- what am I good at? And it, or who am I selling to? And the second thing is, what is my value, right? So right. I'm an infrastructure specialist or wireless specialist or I'm all into data analytics or even physical security. Mm-hmm. That is totally changed now and going digital, right? Yep. So that's where I would look. And we we want to you know, help you assess your business and assess your your. Uh, uh, know-how and your your capacity and capability and and you know help you go to the next level so part two of that question then is with that in mind so i'm going to my own my existing customer base because i know them school is a good example right so i'm selling them firewall route switch infrastructure some software i'm going in with iot whatever that might be you know maybe it's a prox card detection or facial recognition let me let me stop you there this is the key you don't go in and sell iot you go in and sell a solution to a problem. So that was so right. He stole my question. That was a nice setup. So are there, so I'm going to finish my question now, darn it. Are <laughs> there, no, you're fine. So when you have those relationships, are there basic 
core competencies outside the norm that people should be looking at, right? I mean, is there are there, are there certain commonalities between some of these things that would behoove customers to know? I mean, certain aggregation platforms, certain certain skill sets that are missing that are easier to get into as an adjacency. So let's say I'm primarily a security guy, right? If I want to start dabbling, so it's a business outcome, right? Customers say, you know, hey, I want to track X or I want to know more about, we'll use schools for an example, right? I want to know where my students are going. I want to know who's truant. I want to know where they spend time, if they're in study hall, if, you know, right. David's out smoking like he does. What Are there some skill sets that they should know? It, there isn't an easy answer because, again, it, oh, it's good. so different to, to you know, every, every, you know, situation. But, okay, talking to the, to the more of the uh, regional partners, local mm-hmm. parts, I'm not talking about the globals and, 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 the, uh, and the national, because right. they built these, these yeah, services out. But... I'm, you know, in this second or third tier type of, you know, environment. It's time for size of city, right? And I, I'm the incumbent partner that sells into the city, into the schools, and I'm really good at physical security. Well, have you thought about gunshot detection? Have you thought mm-hmm. thought about uh, license plate reading and, and facial recognition? Mm-hmm. These are technologies, and, and but you're, you're trying to come to an outcome, and mm-hmm. this is safety, right? So this is outside of just the barrier with locks, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. can now do prediction. So think about, you know, who has access to the campus, and can that be, can that be matched against a, a you know intelligent database that said, hey, somebody just entered the campus that isn't supposed to be here. Uh, it could be connected to some you know crime database. If you know, mm-hmm. the, those are the things I would look into, right? Versus just being the hardware delivery platform. But no, that's fair. That's, so that's a here, skill. Then that's a they, skill that they need well, to develop. But this is the point that they may not need to. Right, because again, if they're, uh, you know, that could be a, a steep learning curve, mm-hmm. or it can be expensive to hire people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we come in and say, look, you are close. You got the customers. You're good at this. Let us help you with those things you're lacking. You may then learn future, but you know, yeah. don't mm-hmm. necessarily take the, the the you know the big investment up front. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I must admit, one of the um, one of the areas we're seeing in, in IoT is. is very much in your world of or your, your description of it's all about business outcomes and actually I think it's a really interesting opportunity for our partners because it's so the sub-vertical of the sub-vertical of the sub-vertical you know you take a agriculture it's right. a big it's where I come from big farming area um, and I, I look out over a field of about 300 sheep and I think to myself oh my god the opportunity to, to provide you know IOT the sheep right but like you could do it for 10 different things for the sheep and you could have a providers providing different inf- in insights and information right so you know i, ha- I have customers the, the point of the of, of, my, of my talk about sheep is um it, it goes there we, we've gone all over the place with panels in the past um but the point is that i have customers coming to me going am i too late to the party you know have how do i get into iot i say don't worry about the iot bit that's what we're here to help you do just worry about finding really interesting, really unique business cases that can't be fixed at the moment. Right. So we used to do these things in the UK called um, Discovery Workshops. We did them with some really big providers or really big customers who basically turned around and said, well, you know, we, we've got these problems. And I'd be like, stop, stop, stop worrying about the problems you think you can fix with technology and start just telling me about the problems that you think you can't. Because that's where IOT is really relevant because all of a sudden people go, but I, I wouldn't know how to capture the number of people that walk through a door. I wouldn't know how to 
well, uh, that's what we're here for, right? Mm, right. We can give, we can, we can design, develop all that piece. You just need to tell me what your problem is. Totally agree. Uh, but I think getting people to that point, you've almost got to get them to air their dirty laundry about what their deepest problems are in their logistics, their supply chain, mm. their manufacturing process. Yeah. So that it's maybe coming back to David's question: What do I need to do different, and what do I need to learn? You know, start looking at my sales. Uh, you know, how, how do I actually sell, right? And my sales organization and what they're good at. If you're good at going in and selling the next shiny box and you're talking about feats and speeds, you're not likely to be very successful in this space. Right. But if you know your customer and you can can at least understand their language, right, and you get the clues of, you know, what their actual problems are, and they're not IT problems. These are business problems. Yep. Then we can talk about can technology solve that problem. You had a good phrase a couple weeks back when we were talking about the crane operations. The riches, lo- the riches are in the niches, right? That's the reality. Yeah, true. If you can develop something, I mean, loads of people used to say, oh, you're too niche, you're too niche, you're too niche. No, no, no. Being niche is amazing because if you're super niche, you've got absolute focus on delivering the best possible outcome to something. So we worked with a company that worked in construction and, um, they, and we were like, oh, construction. And they were like, no, 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 construction is like that big. And for those of you who can't see my arms because it's a podcast, I'm reaching as far out as I can, right? And they're like, and they're like, so in construction, there is this, 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 and this. And then there's this, 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 and this. And then inside of one of those little slices, there's this, 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 and this. And then inside of one slice in there. So this particular solution was for crane safety. And it essentially measured the wind and things like that to make sure that the crane wasn't operating or turning into, a, into wind. Literally loads of sensors a crane could not operate building site could not operate this is the niche of a niche of a niche and it was a big business for them and yeah. I was like Jesus you know yeah. you've got to start thinking like that in this world because actually you know saying I, I, I'm in construction or I'm in agriculture or I'm in healthcare it's not good enough anymore you have to say actually my specific my specific value to my customer is because I really understand how to best best optimize this yeah, wind loads on a crane in Midtown Manhattan? I mean, that's yep. that yeah. is, that's super. Niche. But then there's another one around, you know, making sure that all the tensions and, and everything else are fine. Mm-hmm. And there's another one that essentially makes sure that the ground is as solid as it needs to be. And mm-hmm. and the, like six different solutions just for the crane. I appreciate that's a huge piece of infrastructure, right? But there's the same for like mixing and pouring concrete and, mm-hmm. and, and yep. you know and making sure that walls are straight and doing all these sorts of things but each one of them is a discrete solution in its own right mm-hmm. and I think that's that's the thing right IOT very much like data intelligence because we're quite symbiotic to each other um, it is discrete in nature it's discrete it's niche mm-hmm. but it's fine and I think the biggest thing I, I want our partners to take away from all of this is it's okay to be niche it's okay to have focus. In fact, I think it's critical nowadays to have focus. And come and, you know, don't worry about all of the moving parts because as Sammy just articulated, that's our job, right? That's yeah. our value to you. Yes. Thank you. You articulated that very well. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not speaking to our next podcast maybe. Ultimately, you are that niche player and you do one thing really well, but you may not be able to scale, right? Because you're yes. local. Yes. Well, it's a part of this aggregation program. Uh, we are looking a lot at app developers and that, you know, and when I say application, it doesn't have to necessarily be a software application. No, it's it not like an app on a phone, is it? No, no. no. It could be, it, you know, that solution with, you know, the cranes 
to me, that's an application, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, as it is in, it in itself, right? And um, and question then is that are you in the business of just selling one off, or can you do this as a service, or can you do this? You know, do you want to license this yeah. out? Mm-hmm. We can then take that solution to multiple other partners that are part of the program that they mm-hmm. can then resell that and be successful in their oh. market, and it's a win-win. That's distribution. That's old school distribution. Sorry, it's not though, because when have we actually gone to our partners and said, if you work with us to to develop your and deliver your solution, we will help you take it out to a whole bunch more partners or a whole bigger market? I don't think we do that. I I certainly don't think we do that. I guess guess I meant as a force multiplier. I mean, we're good at at being a force multiplier. Now, this is a whole new arena to be a force multiplier. Imagine if we actually went and profiled all of our construction partners and Mm -hmm. we said, right, so you work in this niche, you work in this niche, you work. Well, I've got niches elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And actually, you can either work against them and deliver terrible solutions, or you can work with them and own all of your customer. But with three or four, you know, you essentially become the prime bidder for, and they have three or four partners underneath you. But then you get to go and sell your service into them. Mm-hmm. And it's just this sort of That's really simple, but very, you know. It, it's a simple, complex problem. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's very easy to say. It's easy to say. And we're working hard <laughs> it, it, it at It might be simple. It doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. No. 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 But I think it's incredibly valuable. And I think yeah. actually, if we create that ecosystem of sort of, we call it, in the UK, we call it competition, mm-hmm. right? Right, collaborative competition. Right, and we and we want to be in the middle there and yeah. be the the uh, one stop shop where you you know when you where you you know acquire that entire solution and let us pull in those services you don't have. So it kind of comes back to where we started, right? As a partner, what should I be good at and what should I focus at? Focus on what you're good at. Yeah. Right? You, you yeah. can still be part of this, and and uh, and you know again, one is very good at the app, actual application, and then someone is good at the the integration to some ERP. Uh, another one is all about infrastructure, and the third one, guess what? They might just have to roll a Dex that mm-hmm. actually yeah. knows the customer, and that's a tremendous value. They may not need to know all this other stuff, yeah. but if they have the best relation to the customer, they can be prime. Well, and this is the thing. I think a lot of a lot of the partners I speak to are traditional hardware partners and mm-hmm. uh, and they, they can see, you know, they can foresee the end of their business, right? So I, going back a little bit, so I um, I actually was being interviewed by CRN, which is Channel Reseller News over in over in Europe, UK. I don't know if you have it over here. <laughs> no, it's over here. Anyway, so um, they said, you know, Gartner's predicted that over the next five years, this was two years ago, I don't think it's actually going to come to fruition, but one third of all of your partners resellers as a whole will be gone and, and they said what's your response to that and I said good I said at the end of the day if these partners aren't willing to adapt and aren't willing to deliver solutions that are relevant and pertinent to their customers they shouldn't be selling stuff or they should at least remove the V and the R V and the A from the front of their little title mm-hmm. and just call themselves tin shifters mm-hmm. right because if that's what they want to do that's absolutely fine but at the end of the day I want to work with partners that want to add real value and actually, in this space, this isn't the easiest route to market, but it's certainly the most valuable. And they've got some really good contacts with some really good people. They need to now start to go out of their way, break the how they've done business every day for the last 15 years, because it's not relevant anymore, and start to come and say, actually, do you know what? I can introduce my customer to a partner that I would have otherwise seen as probably competitive two years ago, mm-hmm. and actually start to build this very collaborative relationship with them. I couldn't agree more. So I, two all I would <coughs> ahead, all I would add is that if you, if you still are a tin mover or a box mover, 
there's nothing wrong with that. And trust me, we're we're open for business. We we want to sell that oh, stuff to no, you too, that's, right? That's like, totally. Yeah, no, but, but if I mean, you want to I mean, work on some some more sophisticated business planning and getting into this yeah. aggregation program, yeah, we're looking for partners as well. But I mean, we've got to look. We've got to place our bets, right? Yeah. We've got a limited amount of time mm-hmm. and money and resources to grow our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to that end, we need to place our bets on the most sort of active and people who want to do things yeah. rather than, you know, I, I call it this you can take a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. And if they're not going to drink, I'm going to leave them there. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I am completely stealing the phrase tin shifter. Because yeah. here in the States, it's a box pusher, but tin shifter just sounds way cooler. <laughs> you have the, David has the advantage. Anything he says sounds cooler than me because he has the accent. Yeah. But <laughs> so more a question for Sammy, but I'm going to steal it. So if I'm a VAR that doesn't want to be a tin shifter and I want to play in this space, what's my first step? Good question. One eight hundred calls Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but up, up. contact us, and and again, we're, we're more than willing to help in your journey. And and we've developed a bit more of an internal. It's a process how we how we you know identify and qualify partners, and and it's it's a process. We we look at and, and together with you, it's a, it's actually an interview process, and we're we're. Uh, partially using an external consultant that helps mm-hmm. us that are expert in this field and, and and we analyze what are your strengths and weaknesses and what do you need to develop and, and they will come with a plan and a cost, right? Mm-hmm. And then the question is, is there enough return for your investment to get into that space or should you stay where you are? Uh, it, ultimately up to you as a partner, but we want to help you do that assessment. So awesome. most importantly, we do actually have a formalized program to mm-hmm. take partners from zero to to being actually a a proper solution outcome IOT outcome I don't want to say IOT partner but like a, a solution solution delivered through IOT type partner mm-hmm. correct I mean, we don't have a name for the program it's called the IOT innovation program so uh, want to be part of that uh, contact us and we will put you know our contact details at the bottom of the yeah, they'll be in the show notes. In show notes, and, in the show and, notes. Uh, you know, reach out to us. We're and we're looking for you know everything. We're looking for non-traditional partners. This is not just an IT play, right? We we no. want to find those OT integrators and you know the guys that just pull cable, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. That's not traditionally our customers, but they add value into this total solution. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a whole list of services or values that that goes into it that we wanna we wanna be partnering with the partners that does. So awesome. perfect, awesome. Cool. Yeah, well, I mean, we could keep going for literally hours on this, and we have done so as a group. But for now, we will go ahead and uh, sign off for the evening. And, and uh, as David was saying, on that bombshell, we will say goodnight. And I would like to thank David Fern very, very, thank much, you very much for our You're UK welcome. office and Sammy Terro. And again, this has been Aero Bandwidth out of the North America version. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag Aero Bandwidth. And we'll see you next week.